Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. It's time for the weekly Mac attack. Coach Mac joining us. Coach Mac, Lucas said you're already diving into the Buffalo tape. Um, let's look back at a little bit of the Jags tape, though. It was interesting. Derrick Henry, coach, had 31 yards at the half. He had 99 in the second half. What were the t- Well, first of all, how are you doing, coach? And second of all, what did the Titans do in the second half that made them so much more successful running it? Kept giving it to him. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 the nature of Derrick Henry. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, you just keep giving it to him, and finally defenses start to wear down. I mean, you could see that in the second half. I mean, it's not anything new that, that we haven't seen since Derrick Henry has been on this, this incredible now two-and-a-half season tear that he's been on because the first half, people are going to load the box. I mean, when you're listening to the broadcast, that's all you hear me say. There's eight people up. I mean, it's a solid front. They're dropping safeties down. You know, they're they're – they're, they're squeezing the interior. I mean, they're doing everything they can. I mean, you know, Derrick Henry and this offensive line, this blocking unit has worked against eight-man fronts more than any team in the league on a consistent basis. So you just keep giving it to him, and that's what has to happen. You have to be patient enough, and you have to bow your neck enough as a play caller and as an offense to know that everything's not going to be successful from the start when everybody's gunned up. But this guy gets stronger as the game goes on, and it's not true for the people that are playing against him. Yeah, and every week, Coach, we get that stat dump from the Titans about, like, he's the first guy in history to do this, and he's the third guy to do this. In the first sense, it's always like OJ and, you know, Eric Dickerson and Barry Sanders and Walter Payton. We're even bored of just him setting things, setting records in a league that's 101 years old or 102 now. And he's still doing things that have never been done in history. Yeah, don't get bored by it because, I mean, it's it, it's special. As I said, I first came into this league, you know, on a team with Walter Payton, and you never get bored with it. And then you you got to appreciate it when when you have it. And the, the thing that's, that's important about it to know is, is that he's doing it in an era right now as to when a lot of people don't commit to the run and, and you're not able to, to see this, this type of, of carries by, by a back. But – uh and it all goes back, guys, and it's not anything that you guys don't know and our listeners don't know either because they're very sophisticated and dialed into what, you know, uh, Derrick Henry is all about. It, 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 this guy is superbly conditioned. I mean, we've all seen, you know, all the workout videos during the off season, and it's not just for show. It's for real. And so, yeah, don't get bored with it because it's special. Coach Dave McGinnis joining us right here on Blade and Mickey, brought to you by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Need great health care coverage at an affordable price. Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through it. They got you covered. Well, Coach, we know you love breaking down film and looking at the film. Kind of take us through what the Jags were doing uh, to able to run the football so well with with Robinson being that he's an exceptional back, by the way, too. Well, he's a good he's a good back, uh, Blaine. I mean, you've played defense for a long time. It was more what the, the Titans were not doing. First mm-hmm. of all, you know, they, 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 they had some gap violations, tremendous gap violations, <laughs> violations. Uh, you know, to, to, to begin with. I mean, that, that, that's just what it is. And then tackling. The Titans did not tackle well in this game. I think Mike Vrabel, you know, said that with, after film review, they had 15 missed tackles. That doesn't work in the National Football League. Any athlete you play against as an opponent in the National Football League, offensively, they are going to have playmakers, and they're going to have people that are going to be able to really hurt you, first of all, if you're not in the right place, and second of all, if you don't tackle well. And, you know, with 15 missed tackles, you know, consistently when, when I'm doing the, the broadcast, the things that I say, you know, a lot of it talks about if teams are going to raise up and just throw the ball, you know, uh, a short, 
you know, on, on, on your defense? What do you have to do? I mean, what do you have? You have to spot tackle. You have to spot tackle. And when you start missing tackles and it becomes infectious on a group, it can be devastating. But you can't – and Mike Vrabel said this, and I agree with him wholeheartedly. You can't survive playing run defense like that mm-hmm. in the National Football League. And so they've got to get that straight. Now, run defense is something that's very easy to, 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 to fix and to counteract as far as just structurally because you can see who's in their gap, who's out of the gap, who's not shedding the block, who's staying stuck too long, you know, who, who's, who's voiding a gap, who's trying to run behind a block, or who's out of position. Those things structurally you can fix. Then you have to fix them fundamentally and foundationally and physically on the field, and it has to start during practice. Really starts during that film session after the ball game. You know immediately what the problems are, and it's mm-hmm. you can fix it. You have, to, but you have to fix it before the next game starts because people have the same film. Yes, it's one of the things that would frustrate me uh, so much as a coach, and, and that is not doing your responsibilities. And I'm not talking about execution; I'm talking about just doing your job. So you know, missing tackles are things that happen, but not being in the right gap is fundamentally just on you as a defender. Uh, and so that that would used to, <laughs> to eat at me, and I can't imagine how the, the coaches uh, feel about that. But there's a question I want to ask you: Is how do you know as a coach, offensively and defensively? when your team is getting close to, to putting it all together? Are there any tell signs at practice? Like, I don't feel like the Titans' offense have been in rhythm. I don't feel like the defense have put it all together as well. So I'm just wondering, over time, how do coaches, especially the head coaches, know that they are in a groove and that, you know, now that everybody understands where they're supposed to be? Well, let's talk specifically about this team. The first thing is this group hasn't been together yet. Mm-hmm. because of injuries and the massive amount of injuries and where they've hit and when they have hit certain position groups, you have not had your full complement of players that you wanted to have at the, from the start of the season. You have not had them together yet. You know, I, I, I've just, I just turned the, the, the Buffalo film off when I came on with you and I was just watching this. Well, you know, their offensive line played 100% of the time in there. And, and, and you've got to have some continuity, especially when you get – to this time of the year, when I start looking at teams throughout throughout the league, when I'm studying them, who who is still playing with their original starters? So the first thing is, Blaine, to be able to get that continuity, you have to have everybody there. And and unfortunately, because of the injury issues that the Titans have have suffered this year, you know, with an unprecedented 21 players at one time uh, last week on the injury report, you haven't had everybody there. It's hard to get continuity when your players aren't there. What were your thoughts of, of Trevor, and does he remind you of a, a former quarterback in this league uh, before that you've faced or even coached against? No, I, 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 I've never seen a six-six guy that's got got that much quick twitch and that much athleticism. Mm-hmm. You know, normally your your you're taller guys, you played against them in, in in your career. Your taller guys sometimes are a little bit immobile, you know, just because of the way it works. You know, but you have a guy this big. This guy's a superb athlete. He throws a very catchable ball. The thing that I like about him, and and you know, just watching him progress throughout, the, he is he is very very. It's hard to it's hard to fluster him. You can look. He's a very composed dude mm. back there because look, you know, this guy's been a highly successful quarterback and an athlete. You know, since he started playing. You look look at his his winning percentage in high school. Look at it at Clemson, and now he's experiencing some things he's never experienced before. But the 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 I, they've got a generational quarterback there. If they can get if they can get everything else fixed around him, and plus just get the just get the atmosphere fixed around him. I mean, he's. 
He's operating right now in a, in a pretty dysfunctional atmosphere right now, if you want to just be honest about it. This guy's a generational talent. He's going to be a problem for years to come twice a year in the AFC South for us. Mm. Well, with Coach Mack giving us the Mack attack. Coach, we always do game balls on the show on Tuesday in the segment after you. And uh, I was going to give my – I'll let the cat out of the bag. I was going to give my special teams one to Joe Jones, who was a linebacker. That dude hadn't played in a game. He was a special teams demon on that kick coverage on Sunday. It's fun to see a guy just show up and take care of his responsibilities and shine when he gets his opportunity. Yeah, first of all, I like your nomination, and, and he deserves the game ball. And for this reason, too, guys – this being able to cover kicks, both kickoffs and punts, were of a huge part of this game plan going into this week because number 39 back mm. there is a dude. Yeah. He's a real dude now, and they did a tremendous job. Craig Arkerman and his, and his special teams group, and they worked on it all week. I watched them. I mean, it, it was very, very important to be able to get down there and eliminate him because in a ball game, you know, they, Mike Keith said it very well on the broadcast, after the game was over, that the Jaguars kept nipping at the Titans' heels throughout that game, and all you were all you needed was one explosive play, you know, out of the return game, and you would have had some problems. So I love the fact that that that, that is your that that is your game ball because it was it was important, and that the entire coverage team was extremely important. And for a guy, and for, look, here's what happens when you get your chance, do your job, and you may have that job for a while. I love your nomination there, Mickey. I appreciate that, Coach. Um, so, the third play of the game, uh, the rookie, Molden, gets to play, puts his helmet right on the football, knocks it out. Byard picks it up and, and runs it in. The Titans get a touchdown. For all of us who only saw the play on TV or saw the replay, it seemed like such a bang-bang play. I was really surprised they didn't overturn it. I didn't know if you guys got a better explanation or had a better angle. I know it was – I think if they called it not a catch, it would have been hard to overturn, and maybe that's the way they looked at it. But I was really surprised that play stood. Yeah, I didn't need an explanation. Here's what it was. They were two-by-two, two, 11 personnel, split out two-by-two. Two, and he, wa- he wanted to originally on the, on the snap, they were playing zone defense. And what he wanted to do, he wanted to throw the out to the left side. It was covered very, very well. The underneath coverage buzzed out underneath it. So he came back to his check down, you know, to his, to his, to his tight end. And what really, what really generated the start of that play was, I always talk about directional delivery keys in zone defense. You know, Molden did a great job of directional delivery key and triggering. You know, before, when the directional key came that way, he triggered before it was thrown. Here's, here, here was the, the mitigating factor in that. And I've, I've, I've talked to, to officials that I know already on it. But, you know, I, I, I said immediately in the booth, I said, that's going to stand. Because he caught it. He had five points of contact on the ball. The ball was never moving. He had five points of contact, had tucked it in, and he dipped his shoulder to turn up field. And the other thing that was good about it was molded, triggered, and then he got his head across the bow, as you talk about in coaching, and then he put his face right on the ball. The other part of it that was big, too, is anytime that ball's on the ground, ask Blaine, what you're taught defensively, pick it up and go with it and let the officials sort it out. The other thing that was good about it, the other defensive players, they immediately went to sudden change and turned and blocked. Huge play in the ball game. Correct call by the officials. There was no doubt in my mind it was going to stand. Well, I want to add to that because I, I wanted you to kind of explain to me what is actual a football move. Uh, and I heard you guys explaining it, uh, I think, uh, to somebody else. But I wanted to kind of hear that from you because I didn't think he made a football move. Even if you turn and kind of get in a position – 
Is that considered a football move? It absolutely is. And the key to that was, and the way it's been explained to me, Blaine, and I, is he had, he had, I talk about five points of contact. He had total possession. A lot of the football move stuff is when, is when they're still not in possession of the ball or it's still not a solid, it was a solid catch. And when he turned and lowered his shoulder, that was the football move. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Coach Matt getting the Mac attack here on Blaine and Mickey. Yeah, Coach, that, that great clarity there uh, for me. Now let's move on to, I guess, the Buffalo Bills and the Bills Mafia. Man, what have they done since week one uh, losing to the Steelers? Now the Steelers have gone the other direction, and the Bills now have taken flight. What has been the, well, the first, change from then yeah, to yeah. now? Yeah, first of all, Blaine, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I, I've been yeah. I've been drilling and, and grinding on these guys. This is the best team we played since the team we played in the opener. They're better than the Cardinals because they're more they're a more mature team than the Cardinals. First of all, they, they they've got great health going on this on this team. You look through the roster and see what's going on. They've got they've got, you know, guys that have been playing from the start. They're still playing right now. You know, I start charting snap counts for guys that have played. And and here's the other thing. When you break down this game and you and you look at it, uh, the the offense the the offense, okay, in their last ball game they only played 57 snaps. The defense played 86 snaps. So they were highly productive on offense when they were in there because they were wearing out, you know, the, the Chiefs defense. And the other thing about this defense that the Bills are playing right now, Les Frazier, again, very, very close with Les Frazier. Yeah, me too, coach me in Philly. Yeah. I know, yeah. And I've known him since 1986. He was going to be my secondary Bears. coach when I was head coach of the Bears for six hours and didn't know it for three. And so, I mean, I've, I've known less, you know, very well. You've been with him. You understand what a really good football oh, coach he is. And also, he's even a better person. And what being. he, what, yeah, great human being. And what, what Les did this game, he didn't blitz one time. He yeah. brought, he, he, he covered, he, he rushed with four and he covered, he played, he played cover four, a little bit of sprinkling in, a little cover two, a little Tampa two, some middle of the field man, but still three man rush with a low hole rat. And 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 a, and a single high safety, but he just kept he kept playing rope a dope with that Chiefs offense. They played a lot of snaps. They didn't give up a lot. They didn't give up any explosives. That was huge on that. And so when you look at them, you you look at a, at a at a at a football team that really understands what their what their nature is and the the way that they're going to win ball games. And plus, this quarterback is playing as well as any quarterback going. And right now, his running ability, we all knew about it coming into the league. Everybody questioned his accuracy. Well, now he's got an accuracy down now. So, I mean, and Mike Vrabel said it very well. It's like having a wildcat offense, but the guy that's playing the wildcat can throw for 350 yards. Normally when you have the wildcat, the guy can't throw it 10 yards in front of him. This is completely different. And so they're a healthy football team. They're on a roll, and they've got an identity, and they play to that identity on both sides of the ball. Yeah, I want to add to that and, and get your comments. I saw him running uh, like a Lamar Thomas, I mean, uh, you know, Lamar-type running uh, plays at quarterback, and maybe they stole it from the Ravens uh, last week versus the Chiefs, as well as their front four, let's call them the front eight in the rotation. Man, they get after the quarterback, so they don't feel like they have to blitz a lot. No, they don't, and they've got a rotation of guys in there. I mean, I, when I do it, I've got I've got the snaps of all of these guys down here, and I mean, I don't I don't want to belabor that 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 point, but uh, you know, Oliver Oliver uh, played sixty three percent. Hughes played about sixty percent in my calculation. Uh, Luta Lele played about sixty percent. Uh, uh, Russo, their their rookie, played forty two percent. The Obadi 
Uh, the defensive end, 40%. Everybody I'm talking to you about now, Zimmer, their defensive tackle, 35%. Uh, Epinesa, the kid from Iowa, played about 35%. Uh, uh, Basham, their defensive end, yeah. about 30%. Addison, their defensive end, about 30%. I've named all those guys, and look <laughs> at the number of percentage of the plays they've played. Yeah. They roll them in there. And so if you're going to rush with four, I've been a defensive coach on teams that, that were a four-man rush primarily, but you have to be able to roll people in here, you know, roll in there to be able to do that because if you don't, they get gassed. But they've got enough guys, as, as evidence just by those percentages I have given you, that they can roll guys in there. That's why they can do that. Well, with Coach Mack giving us the Mack attack. Man, Coach, uh, so much good stuff. We got a question from Shane in the Zone TV chat, and there's a little more to it, but he's basically saying – can Coach Mack explain what he saw with Rashawn Evans uh, on the game on Sunday? There were a couple of plays people put up on social media where one goal line play where he kind of dove through the line. And, and I heard Coach Vrabel actually say on the on his show last night he was expecting a quarterback sneak, and that's what he was trying to play. There was a that fifty eight yard play. It looked like he looped inside, and and the running back got outside. What what did you see with Rashawn Evans? Yeah, because I wasn't sure. I didn't know if he was supposed to shoot the gap because he started creeping up. So you never know. The video can deceive a lot of people. You don't know what the play was called. Let's go to goal line first. I mean, I you know, coach linebackers for hundred years in this league. He was playing the sneak, yeah. which you know, really, if 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 they if if Jacksonville was doing what you should have done, they should have run the sneak. Yeah. All right, you got a six-six quarterback that's a blade of grass away from the goal line. That don't try to hand it to a back to go to the perimeter. Guess what? Doesn't work. All right. So anyway, he was he he did completely right. That's what I would have my middle linebacker do on that goal line situation. Try to try to go and hit the guy in the face when he tries to jump over and stick the ball out. You know how they always do, right, Blaine? Yep, try to yep. try to go hit him in the face. That's what he was doing there. The long run, he was out of position. Mm-hmm. You know, and here here's what here's what I always you know told my linebackers, and again. If you're going to run underneath a block, I don't. It doesn't. If you're going to run underneath a block rather than crossing the face on a run play, if you're going to run underneath a block, it's just like a defensive back blame. If you're going to reach with the off hand, not not break. not the not the ball hand. If you're going to reach with the off hand, you better be sure you can hit the ball. Yeah. If you're going to run underneath, you better be sure you can make the play. Yeah, absolutely, Coach. Uh, great stuff. Great stuff as always. Uh, ought to be a foaming on Monday night. Did you like Monday night games when you were uh, when you were in the league? Absolutely loved them. Mm. Absolutely loved them. You know, when I was first with the Bears, we played three in every year because it was the Bears. Right. But I abso- I absolutely love them because look, you're in this business for two reasons. Number one, you're in this business because you, you absolutely love the competition, and number two, you like everybody seeing what you're doing. So, did I like uh, Monday night games? Absolutely loved them. Well, we're going to have a fun one here in Nashville against the Bills. Coach Mack, great stuff today. Thank you, as always, for the time. Guys, I always enjoy being on with you guys on Tuesday afternoon. See you. Yes, appreciate sir. it, Coach. Oh, that was fun. Uh, man, that was good. Uh, Shane, appreciate the question in Zone mm-hmm. TV chat. Remember, when we got Mack on. You can always call. You can ask a question on the chat. Coach Mack loves not only our questions, he loves yours, too, and we love for you to ask them. Uh, when we come back, game balls. You want to give away a game ball or two or three uh, for the Titans' effort against the Jaguars, Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline open, 615-737-1045, at Blaine and Mickey on Twitter or in the Zone TV chat.